Halloween right around the corner. What are we dressing up as? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Jimbo has a Joker outfit for me. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host and recent Jacksonville native, Chris Marler. Chris. Who, 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 who? How was Tyler? Hey, the dogs do it again. How's your, how's your trip down to Jacksonville? It was, it was, it was fun. It was, um, so I was like... The game was cool because Candler uh, Cook just is the best and hit us up as he uh, got into town on game day um, and hooked us up with suite tickets. So that was fun. that made the game a thousand times better because we had to watch it in the suite instead of in the upper deck. Um, so Jacksonville itself was kind of weird. It, like it, like there's like several little, little pockets of, I don't know, like downtown areas. So like the first night we get in. And I'm like finishing up like this video stuff. We're watching the guy, like, you know, World Series game, whatever, at the, at the hotel, not in a hurry. And so then we get an Uber and we go to like someplace close to like this stadiums and meet up with uh, our one of our listeners, Lillian. And um, as soon as I walk up to get a drink, they just shut down the bar. Just like like everyone that was there left. I was like, what in the hell is going on right Must now? Must have been and listeners. They, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And they just all walked off. I was like, are you guys closed? It was like 12 o'clock and they were already closed. So that was kind of odd. And then um, let's see. I wore my Stetson fucking Bennett shirt. It was a big hit. So uh, my buddy Grant Tall made sure to ruin that moment for me every time somebody complimented it because he would just tell them I'm a Bama fan right off the bat. Um, Come on, Grant. So that's funny. But no, like, so the like first night, it's it was like whatever. And like we go tailgate the next day and like it, the tailgating was fun. Cause it was, it was, they were, everyone was there, but the like downtown area was like, there's like Jacksville beach, which is like 40 miles away from everything or 40 minutes away from us. Um, the Uber situation was not good in, in Jacksonville. I'll say that like, like cops like block off like a radius around the stadium. They're like, no one gets in or out. Um, so our Uber driver just dropped us off like in this, like, sea of homeless people uh, across the bridge which was not my favorite sounds fun he's like good luck guys i was like <laughs> good luck the, the game or the murder yeah so anyway yeah it was fun there's um trying, there's probably some stories i don't remember did you guys uh have some beers had a lot of beers <laughs> um i mean the, the the tailgate was awesome i will say that uh those bomb ass uh nikes that liz bought me right before the game I didn't bring the right socks. So right off the bat, like like 50 yards into like game day, I had like two massive blisters on oh. my it was awful. <laughs> awful. Um, but it was fun. We got to hang out with some some other listeners too. I, I met up with Josh uh Hancher, who we've had on the pod before, dog stats, and he was at a tailgate um which with what turned out to be three different people who had either followed me or blocked me on Twitter. So that was cool. Oh, yeah. Um Mm-hmm. that's about it cool any uh any rough run-ins i feel like there probably was one um <laughs> i not i mean no i don't think so there was a 
I mean, there was like one guy in the suite who kept like every time we he would talk, he's like, "Oh, you're Connor," and I was like, "I'm not." Oof. And then, he, <laughs> then he just every time he would start talking to me, he would only bring up the national championship, and then kept calling me Connor, and I was like, "I don't know who sent you here." Um, <laughs> Connor himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, it was good. it was a fun weekend, right? Like like it was like some really good games and stuff like that. What'd what was the weather like down there? So for me, it was perfect. It was overcast and, and dreary as shit. Uh, but like, um, it was it made it like I don't know, uh, like probably sixty with like with wind. But see, like in a suite, Tyler, you you have air conditioned. Yeah, so, being in a suite would be nice. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I ate roughly forty seven Asian dumplings with my hands and hoping no one saw it but they did so uh, well we all know now um well let's get into the week um first off you've got a, a new award to give out and, and with that by the way we're just going to go ahead and say before you get to the award let's just take a quick time out here at the beginning of the show to recognize one of the spiciest plays of the weekend yeah oh i missed this one huh um that was texas pete oh never mind <laughs> uh texas yeah you didn't miss texas pete i would assume over the weekend no i, I know i did that. not um got a breakfast burrito this morning and put some texas pete on it okay um but if you haven't had it go out texaspete.com they've got not only do they have the sauces you could go for the original hot sauce which is what i have or you go for their new traditional barbecue sauce either way you can go to texaspete.com get those or you can get some some texas pete apparel I would love to have some Texas Pete apparel. I need to get on there and get some. Yeah. Uh, recipes. That's, well, it's interesting. I um, made it out of the labels, too. It's like, it's homemade. Oh, cool. So. cool. Um, take 20% off your order if you go on to TexasPete.com. Promo code uncensored. It's going to get you 20% off the sauces. Whatever you want. Apparel, recipes. I don't think you have to pay for recipes. Um, or do you? I don't know. The only way to find out is go to texaspeat.com. And you've got an award from Texas Pete to give out. Yeah, so we, we do. We have a brand new award we're going to be giving away um, this week. And listen, I, I'm pretty sure I stayed on a Peter. It was a, I think it was up and down. Tennessee is just the gift that keeps on giving with gambling. Um, but I'll tell you who did not stay on a Peter is, is the guy that we kind of thought was just a foregone conclusion to have a, a great weekend. Um, our... First, like, I want to say first annual because we've been giving them away every week. Okay. And this is a really nice award. Like, I I got it back from like the actual trophy place. It's made with real uh, sterling silver, which I don't know if you've wow. ever bought your mom a necklace when you were eight, but it's the same material. It's really nice. Okay. Um, the Texas Pete least valuable Peter. Okay. So it's just the, the least valuable Peter in the entire country. Sam Hartman. Peter. Smallest Peter is a better. You know what? The Texas Pete Smallest Peter Award for Week Nine. <laughs> Sam Hartman from Wake yes. Forest. Now I don't know if you guys saw what happened to Wake Forest this weekend, but um, I would. Vegas say always knows that they were favored by three. Right. They were pretty much blowing out every team they played all year, yep. and almost beat Clemson. And then they come into Louisville, who's you know been pretty mediocre. I, I think they've played better up late. Yeah. Um, and everyone like that was like I was all over it. Yep. I was all over it. Um you all over the right side? All over it? No, I was all over Wake. Oh. It was one of yeah, my best same. bets of the week. Um Sam Hartman coming into this game, by the way, he had 21 touchdowns and three interceptions. 
phenomenal quarterback. Um, so let me just tell you what happened. Should I should I tell you the number or should I just read you the? I'm going to read you the drive chart because they didn't score in the first quarter, and at, at halftime they were down 14-7, so already down one like one bet here. Um, you know, but they're a second half team. They're gonna they're gonna come back. Everything will be fine, Chris. Everything will be fine. Sam Hartman comes out, and I mean he is slinging it. And not to anyone he should have been slinging it to. Uh, this is the drive chart for the second half. Uh, let's see here. Fumble. I'm sorry. Interception for a touchdown. Fumble. Uh, fumble. Uh, interception. Fumble. Punt. Another pick six. Another <laughs> fumble. Uh, interception. And a touchdown. We got a touchdown. It's very end of the game. They Good scored Lord. with... Uh, yeah, they scored with 14 seconds left to cut it to 48 to 21. The three-point favorite Wake Forest went on the road against Louisville, had eight turnovers, six by Sam Hartman. Um, Weren't like six or seven of them in one quarter? Oh yeah, I'm glad you asked. They they were all in the second half. Like I like <laughs> I think eight, they might have had. Yeah, it, it was something crazy. Like they had like five or six in one quarter. Oh, I'm sorry. They were all eight. They were all eight in the second half. Just, I'm going to read this again. That's a tough, that's a tough second half on the road there, you know, How many, or anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Um, eight, hold on, nine. They had 10 second half possessions. <laughs> 10. They had, eight of them were turnovers, two of them were pick sixes. The, <laughs> they had one punt, one touchdown with 14 seconds left, and eight turnovers. <laughs> you may, like, I don't, that, that's, oh, man. Um yeah, so there's that. They uh, they went down. Again, oh, I'm sorry. They were winning at the half. That's right. I was up 1-0 in my picks because they scored with, like, I don't know, a minute and 11 seconds left, something like that, to take the lead at half. And they got to come out and preserve that lead. And instead of preserving that lead, they had more turnovers than the fucking British bake-off. So <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. All right, so Texas Pete, smallest Peter, this week goes to Sam Hartman of Wake Forest. Yeah. All right, we're going to start. In the SEC, I'm sure you guys want to hear about it. Maybe you don't. Tennessee. My God. Just absolutely obliterated Kentucky. I mean, some might say that we've been on this whole story of Kentucky not being that good for a while. And we yeah. also, and I'll have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure we're both on Tennessee. Being good? No, covering this game. Uh, so I think I I didn't want to take the full game. I, I was I kind of liked Kentucky to cover the eleven and a half because Stoops has been a machine. But all of the best bets I had were were Tennessee first quarter, first half score for all that. And the, good God, I mean, just a demolition. I, I, this game was never close. No, it was that so Kentucky uh, scored um, in the first quarter? It was a first quarter touchdown, which they don't get a lot of those. And then yeah, they were so like, you know what, we're good. We made improvement this week. Let's just shut it the fuck down for the rest of the last 50 minutes of this game. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a total demolition. I mean, Tennessee's. Were you surprised at the line? We could talk about the game, obviously, later this week, but that came out for the Georgia game. Nine and a half. Yeah. No, I love it, though. But hold on real quick. There's because there's so much to talk about in this game in particular. Yeah. One. Will Levis. Future number one overall draft pick, Will Levis, comes in. He he, he struggled, had, had himself a, a real struggle bus of a game. Um, and when I say struggle bus, I mean 
Will Levis had 98 yards passing, zero touchdowns. Surely, mean you you mean rushing, of course, because he's like Josh Allen. You know, he's got big legs. Yeah. 98 um, yards rushing, you mean? No, 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 no. That would be incorrect. He had 98 yards passing. Oh. Remember what I said before this game, going into it, like we talked so much about the Tennessee offense, so much about the Tennessee offense, but the defense have been playing really well. And, and I remember bringing up the fact that that rush defense is a top 10 ranked rush defense. And immediately I got pushed back, like, well, you know, it's because their pass defense sucks. Tennessee, that that entire entire game, they shut down Kentucky and, and just didn't stop. They I mean, they the game was over the first minute they scored. Kentucky, when they when they scored in the first quarter, missed the extra point. The game was over in the first quarter, literally and figuratively. And Tennessee's defense with three interceptions, four uh four sacks on the night. It's kind of scary what Tennessee could be evolving into. It is. Um, I, I so from the very first drive, I was at, I was actually at a wedding last night, but I was the guy that had Gross. the phone that everyone was watching the game around, and then mm-hmm. of course my wife got angry with me. Um, but you know, we turned it on. I propped it up on a little glass there on our table, and Jalen Hyatt just nobody within 15, 20 yards of him on the first it touchdown. Happens. It happens for sure. And uh, you're thinking, wow, here goes Tennessee. And then Kentucky actually came down, like you said, scored the touchdown and then missed the extra point and just never scored again. I, I mean, I was so impressed with what Tennessee was able to do. It kind of felt like I was – I didn't I didn't like – I wasn't hoping Kentucky would fail at all. But Will Levis, this felt like such like a – kind of what we already thought we knew, confirmation bias of like – I mean – he is, he has all the physical tools, but every, he's, this is his 12th game against an SEC opponent in his career at Kentucky. It's the ninth time he's had at least one interception. He's had, he's had one career 300 yard game against SEC opponents. He's had two, three interception games. And for Tennessee, who's, who's kind of like, you know, not, they're not like dismantled in, in terms of, or like, you know, they're not playing like all backups. They're like having like, half the, the defense out, but they had several people out in that secondary again. And, and I just was, I was so impressed with the fact that they, they moved to safety to cornerback. That kid played out of his mind. They shut down Chris Rodriguez. Um, but Hinden hooker, man, another four touchdowns, zero interception game just makes it look easy. And then when I said what they're evolving into one shout out to the entire program and what they're doing at Tennessee, because they're now creating was like almost like a nationally like, applauded and and like it, they kind of are becoming 2019 LSU because everyone is enjoying the story everyone's kind of pulling for Tennessee right now which is I never thought I would see that did you see the intro to this game yeah the the bit like the tea and the, like the lights out and my like, god <laughs> yeah that was awesome they're, they're feeling it right now in all so, aspects yeah Hendon so, Hooker is the favorite for the Heisman now as he should be they also yeah. uh Tennessee has the fourth or the third best odds to make the college football playoff it's at 60% right now. And and they come in the last night and they finally get Cedric Tillman back. And like from a statistical standpoint, he didn't have that crazy of a night. I think he had four receptions for 22 yards. But what stood out to me most was that line with with Brew McCoy, Cedric Tillman, and Jalen Hyatt. They combined for 15 uh receptions of, of Hinden Hooker's 19 total completions. That's scary for defenses everywhere. And also Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt, who had two more, inter, uh, two more touchdowns. 
he is now tied uh, for the national lead for for touchdowns on the season with um, Quinshawn Judkins and the entire Georgia Tech offense. It's incredible, oh, man. man. Georgia Tech is very bad. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, for Kentucky, knocks them out of the top twenty-five, uh, or at least it should. I haven't. They did. I think yeah, twenty-seven somehow. Um. I just we saw this coming from Kentucky. I mean, they just their offense hasn't been good all year. Um, no. This isn't a surprise. Um, it seems like Tennessee's gonna be able to score on anybody. Um, this was like honestly, they didn't. It wasn't even their best offensive night, right? Um, I mean, they. I think this is the eleventh straight game that they've had thirty or more points. It's a school it's, record. Well, I remember Kentucky had had eleven straight games where they hadn't allowed twenty four points or more. <laughs> TNC got it in the fucking first half. <laughs> Just like Bama, man. They fucking killed them. So uh, this is going to be a really fun game coming up um, this coming weekend. But yeah. anything else on this game? No, no we'll get a, a little quick look ahead later. But I just I was really impressed with Tennessee. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, what was next? What game is next? Uh, well, it leads us to Tennessee's opponent next week, Georgia, uh, against Florida. You were at the game. Um, to me, so, you know, obviously I watched the first part of this game where, you know, the last thing I saw was the crazy Bowers play that was and then well, that made it what 21, nothing, I think. Yeah. And then we got in the car to go down to, to the wedding, which was at Fernbank actually very <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Um, and you know, we listened to it on the radio and what I think it at, at one point, what was it at half? Like 28? 28-3. That's right. Yeah, you know why you know why it was 28-3? You could tell it was 28-3 because then you look what happened in the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, and we so, you know, we we started hearing that too um on the radio just like and on Sirius, the only thing that was available was Florida radio. My wife's a a, a Georgia fan, so that was a little painful. Um and I never really felt like Georgia would lose the game, but it got hairy yeah. there for a second. Just a second. Literally just a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then Georgia just came down and we're like, yeah, well, we should probably stop fucking around here. And, um, you know, just in, proceeded to blow out Florida. But what was the atmosphere like? Uh, did it feel like in a stadium where Georgia fans get nervous? No. So, uh, I mean, a couple. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but I had to leave the suite several times to go sit on a couch in the, in the lobby because my feet and my back hurt so much from standing all day. So they didn't have I, like seats in the suite. I, I, they were all taken. It was like oh. an entire family, like the Duggars. They were in the front row taking up the entire thing. So, um, no, but it was like, like Georgia fans were pumped, man. And I think because, you know, if you're, if you're a, if you're a Georgia fan who grew up and had to deal with the 1980 stuff, you also sat through 30 years of like, you know, this rivalry where you lost 21 of, of like the 30 games from like 1990 to, uh, to, to like 2020. Um, I believe that's accurate. They, it's just, and you get your heart broken so many times by this team and, and, or just like, you know, blown the fuck out and just, so they were amped up because they knew what was coming and they were very excited to give, like give all of that to Florida. They, they do not, there's not a single person that was in red and black this weekend that would ever for a half second feel bad for Florida. No, they just, they wanted to pour it on them from jump and they, and they did um florida fans didn't really show up like it looked like the end of the game when they when they started like it, like there was 
hardly anybody um, at, on that side, it seemed like. Um, so the atmosphere, you know, Georgia fans were just just excited to, to give out a beating. Um, you said this, they, they it, it got hairy for a half, like uh, for a second. Yeah. What Like, what was your takeaway as, where do you think Georgia is as a team? Or do you think they're the number one team in the country after what you saw this weekend? Um, It felt like almost they just started going through the motions a little bit and mm-hmm. almost uh, like not even trying to be disrespectful. It was like getting kind of bored, looking ahead. They know they had Tennessee the next week and just kind of let – Florida, you know, make a few plays and sneak back into it to to make it somewhat respectable. And then they just decided to turn it back on again. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Georgia is capable of obviously beating anyone in the country. So I still view them that way. But I, this team does not have that, like, killer instinct, I feel like, that they did last year. And that's a all-time defense. So tough to compare. But it's the last version of Georgia yeah. that we have. Um I just uh, – I don't know. I, I think they're beatable. I, I, I'm actually surprised that the line is as high as it is against Tennessee. I think this is a perfect setup for, for Kirby. And There's good and bad that's here, right? Like, but I think all of the good, it's kind of like – you know how people are like, – Bama fans did this after the Tennessee game. It was so stupid. They're like, we had 17 penalties and blah, blah, turnovers and did it, and we still only lost by three. Georgia had three turnovers – had the worst quarter of their like of their season, um, had multiple lapses in, like in the secondary, like you know, and had had still beat their their like biggest rival by twenty two points, and had five hundred fifty yards of offense. Sesson Bennett had three hundred yards passing. Uh, Dejan Edwards was fantastic. They they had four sacks on Anthony Edwards. They had ten cu- quarterback hurries. Didn't allow a sack. Um, I mean, they looked they looked really. I don't say bad at times. It was just because, like you said, like they just kind of like had a couple lapses in, you know, uh, in focus. I think for like the quarter. But the most impressive part to me was Georgia goes up. It's twenty eight twenty, and I never felt like that game was close until that that score to make it twenty eight twenty. I was like, okay, well maybe you know, maybe they can they can do some of this. And Georgia did Georgia things. They come back from commercial break. And Gary Danielson was probably talking about Alabama or something. And they went six plays, 74 yards in less than three minutes and, and put their foot on Florida's throat and never fucking let up. And then, and then the next possession, same exact shit. I mean, the fact that like that game was close for a second, they did exactly what championship teams do. And that was immediately put it away. Like I, I love what Willie Gray said here. He said, gave them hope and then snatched their soul. That's, that's the best um it really was now i will say this though there are some things that are a little bit concerning if i'm if i'm a georgia fan especially going into the tennessee game um i love i I love that like this is what this game could be uh in terms of like the two offenses you know i don't brock powers had a field day but like a lot of that was on that stupid prayer at jordan hair type catch that he made it's ridiculous Mm. um but also i will say this right now georgia did get all the calls i'm gonna throw that out there and we'll talk about it later um, but this is, you know, when they started the year, they had th- their first three games. They were the only team in the country with zero turnovers, right? Um, they've had at least one in four of their last five. They've had multiple turnovers in three of their last five. And in the last four games, they've had zero interceptions. Um, their, their turnover margin is like minus six. That part kind of concerns me because they have not been able to, they, until this weekend, they hadn't gotten to the quarterback very well, and they also hadn't uh, been getting a lot of turnovers lately. So I think that 
that kind of thing would concern me going up against Tennessee coming coming up this weekend. Yeah, and you got Jalen Carter back, but you did have Nolan Smith in street clothes in the second half for this yeah. game, so that'll be something to watch. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think uh, it's going to be a great game next weekend. I can't wait to, to preview it and all that, and and this week's pod. Um, yeah, Ohio, like the other pod, uh, both of them. You hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're. I, I think you're a little delayed. Listeners, this... why? Not like your audio, but I think like my audio is taking a while to get to your audio. Yeah, that's definitely happening. I don't know what to do about that. Um, anyway, but they they had. Uh, I got two messages from listeners today, very upset with uh, takes from the other podcasts. Apparently. Um, Matt Hayes said there's zero doubt in his mind that that Georgia is going to get beat by Tennessee and then referenced this game yesterday as to why um, that is a bold statement, man, that if you if you think if you think that just because of how great Tennessee seasons been, that Georgia is going to roll over and take like take an L at home and it's like an automatic loss because of how good Tennessee's office has been, man, you are. We'll see. That's why they play the games. Uh, you're muted currently. I don't know if you know that. Um, all right. So the next game here is, uh, Ohio state and Penn state got the all time, uh, backdoor cover there at the end. Cause I was, I ended up, I took Ohio state for the pod, but I, I haven't been to pick them. And I took, took, uh, Penn state plus 15 and a half. And, uh, yeah, they, they, Covered there at the end, which was nice. I believe Chris might be frozen, so <laughs> this is not good. I hate everything. Um, can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. This is fun. This is good. Uh, so we're talking about uh, Ohio State and Penn State now. Mm-hmm. That um, We were walking to the stadium, it's the, and <laughs> somebody was like, Penn State just scored. 21 16 four minutes left I'm like oh shit this i mean from that moment to the rest of the walk to the stadium which i don't know maybe it was seven minutes um by the time i got there ohio state was up by like 20 points <laughs> yeah it, was it absolutely happened fast. ridiculous yeah it happened fast uh and they were covering at one point like they they got so far up like i was so confident because i was i think you were frozen but i have a pick them that we have to pick 10 games against the spread each week. And I took, even though for the pod, I took Ohio state. Um, I took Penn state plus 15 and a half in there. And I was like, like you said, I was covering and pretty much looked like I was going to cover easily. Right. And then all of a sudden Ohio state was covering the spread like within three minutes. And I was like, great, yeah. this is, this is the worst. And then Penn state hit the old backdoor TD at the end there. Um, yeah, man, Ohio State's impressive. I mean, there. I what's impressive to me, Penn State actually ended up scoring a bunch of points in this game, but mm-hmm. you're starting to see some playmakers for them on the defensive side of the ball. That like JT, I don't know how, how to say his last name. It's a like a Samoan name, right? He was the number one recruit coming out a couple of years ago, maybe last year even, and just he signed late, so like after signing day, so it just kind of went under the radar. But that kid was all over the field, everywhere. Um, he had like, what did he have? Like two fumbles, cause like, 
they they a had pick six like, like he was in, incredible yeah also sean clifford had a little sam hartman in him in that that fourth quarter man like i almost felt bad for james franklin until you know i, I just watched his antics on the sidelines and then i did not feel bad they had the lead in the fourth quarter and, and like, I mean, how pumped do you think like that sideline was everyone in that stadium? Like you are on, you have 10 minutes. If you could just hang on somehow, you were going to upset you. You've held the best offense in the country or top two to 16 points. CJ Stroud only had one touchdown and three plays, 75 yards, uh, gave up the lead and then fumbled through an interception. <laughs> like in, in like it just, oh, it was, it was embarrassing fashion, but um, yeah, Ohio State, I think like they, they they are a lot more balanced, like not just offense and defense. They have a lot more playmakers than people realize. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point in this game, like I can't remember. It was definitely second half. Penn State's win probability was like 70%. <laughs> so like it was, the game was in the balance at some point. Um, but yeah, Ohio State just did. I mean, it, their receivers are always just like nasty you got marvin i Harrison's can't spell son. any of those names at all but they are i know they're all good i can spell marvin harrison he had 10 catches for 185 yards in this game jesus christ uh julian fleming was the top receiver coming out i mean amika guga that's the one i can't spell yeah that one's tough uh you've got jackson smith and jigba he didn't can't he do didn't have any yeah. stats in this game so I, i'm guessing he didn't play i mean just uh an embarrassment of riches and you know, it's been interesting to see Travion Henderson has really not been the player I thought he was going to be after last year, especially. I mean, we knew he was yeah. going to be special, but I haven't really heard his name much this year. I thought his like preseason prop from Vegas was like 1,200 rushing yards. And I was like, oh, man, they're going to go so over that. Like, that's like, that's free money. Um, and I didn't include it, thank God, because I mean, I think he pulled a hamstring like on the first drive of like game one. And he just hasn't been the same ever since. Yeah, he's got 550 yards, six touchdowns uh, going into week 10. So yeah. not not a great year from him, I, from what was expected at least. But Ohio State keeps rolling. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they fare down the stretch. I mean, Michigan's rolling as well. Um, yeah. And so that, that game is setting up to be a really good one. Um, would you have Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State? How would you rank them? And Michigan, for that matter. Uh, well, we're going to get into our playoff rankings at the end. Um, okay. But Tennessee has the best. I would have them at number one. That was the fifth team they beat that was ranked at, at the time they played them this this past – or last night. Uh, we do need to pump the fucking brakes on the whole Tennessee is 2019 LSU, like, as a team. Right. I think oh, that is well. a little bit absurd. People forget that that team uh, that for LSU won seven of their 15 games against top 10 opponents. So – um, but yes, yeah, so I would have Tennessee first and, you know, I think I would have Georgia second, um, just based off their resume. Oh, I mean, this is like Ohio state hasn't played anyone on the road. So, you know, this is the first True. game they've had on the road, but, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of time left. Also, we need to start like people need to start giving TCU some, some damn respect. Man. A lot of people were on West Virginia because everyone was. was like, well, you know, this, where are you? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were because they were like TCU's run. I mean, they've been just they've they've played like five straight uh, ranked teams, like right. and, and not West Virginia wasn't ranked, but you're going into Morgantown, not always easy. I think it was a noon game, so it was kind of like a you know just one of those sleepy games. And 
they came out and scored 41 points and they're still undefeated man it's crazy yeah they i mean they um, also like they I think they won like three games last year i think they did too they also have like they've had some like wins in dramatic fashion like the oklahoma state game side note what the fuck happened to oklahoma state <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had, I had heard that they had like a ton of players that were injured, and they were like just praying for the bye week. And I didn't know it was that bad though. The Jesus, bye week man. was so, in week three. <laughs> oh, theirs was. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing. It. I was like, or maybe they, maybe they got a, they got a, maybe got an easy game coming up. I mean, they got destroyed. Like, what was it forty six mm-hmm. nothing? Forty eight nothing. To a team in purple. Bill Snyder was there. That's why he was, he was in attendance. Kansas State, man. Um, yeah, these. I just realized also, Bill Snyder from the old Kansas State coach is basically just geriatric Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd is, hasn't aged like a, a minute. Bill Snyder has been seventy-four years old since nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> I, I didn't put those two together. That's, that's there you interesting. Go. Um, how about the, how about Ole Miss for Texas A and M? This this offered up the possible moment of the week. I didn't I didn't realize how I didn't realize that that Lane Kiffin had a giant chip on his shoulder going into this game. And if I would have known that, I probably would have bet a, like more on him. Yeah. Well, they didn't end up covering. Wasn't it a they push? Lost the first quarter. Lost the first half. And then they did the opposite of what they've been doing all fucking season. So that part did bother me. Um, <laughs> it, like it, basically getting into the game. A&M comes out, uh, they go viral again for all the wrong reasons for a ritual ceremony on Friday night uh, that was what a mix the hell between was Eyes Wide Shut and a Klan rally, so that was cool. Um, it looked like the clips going out of Charlottesville a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's just weird I, shit, man. Like I, don't, I, don't, I try not to be mean, but it's like, what, why are you guys doing that? I mean, also, I, I wish that we could all just collectively see all of their weird shit at once. Because, like, this has been uh, people have already seen them do this like months ago. I don't know why, like, it just now is like you know coming to the surface, but anyway, um, they start Connor Wigman, Wigman, I think it's Wigman, just an easy time to pile on Texas AM right now. That's fair. Um, they start the true freshman Connor Wigman, you know, they they had a tough week because they had some people smoking weed in the locker room, which is frowned upon when other people so did, I, in the but did, room. I see, did I hear that was that was before the game as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Like you can't, can't really period. be locked in when you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all focus up. What? <laughs> y'all see, see that TikTok? Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they, um, yeah, they, they they come back home. It's their first home game since like week three, which is tough. And they like was that when they lost to App State too? I think Miami, oh, no, they beat Miami. Miami. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so but they out, come out yeah. and and they like Wyman looks good. He's like, you know, he had a, a fantastic start to the game. Um, at one point he had, he was completing like, I don't know, like 70% of his passes had, you know, he, ended, he ended the game, I think with four touchdowns um, and 330 something yards. If they kept battling back, like I was impressed with what, what um, Jimbo and, and the offense for A&M did this week. I really was, uh, you know, because it's been a pretty big struggle. Right. And, and that's gotten a lot of the attention. Again, I did not know that Jimbo Fisher called Lane Kiffin a clown. And of all the things for him to have done, I like if you're three and four trying to get to 500 with just the biggest fucking like self induced struggle obstacle 
like to get there. You're walking around with a fucking cheesecake factory menu as like your play calling sheets, and then you it looks like he's beat. been eating a few cheesecakes. He's got he keeps getting wider, not even fatter, <laughs> just wider. Um, but no, like they come out and they they score 14 points in the first quarter, which they hadn't scored more than 14 points. They were like going up tempo. Like Jimbo <sighs> refuses to do that. He comes out and it finally works. This is like one of those rare things where it's like all the fans are like, Yeah, you should like probably just Try to run more plays, give yourself more chances. No, no, no. And he's no, like, no, 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 no. And then he doesn't, it works. And then he's just all of a sudden like, fuck it. No, I can't do this. And he went back and then they lost. Quality. You want to have quality over quantity. I, I'd run 12 plays a game if I could. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they they um <laughs> they 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 get up 14-7. I'm distraught because I have no idea how this is happening to, to Ole Miss. Um, again, they've been so good in the first half. They come out in the second half. They ran for 390 yards on Texas A&M. Dude, Quinshawn Junkins is already over 1,000 yards for the year. He also he also has uh, 14 total touchdowns. Cute. same amount of touchdowns. That's, that's incredible. That's um, a true freshman, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, Crazy. I, I mean, so now Jimbo's at 3-5? and five? Tough. Did you, did you see the troll from Ole Miss, too? I did. Hey, uh, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. That video was like the weirdest fucking video I think I've ever seen. I, it, it was, was like, like a, across... a 14 year old made it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Steve Brule and animate something. It was really, really odd. But they, um, they asked, you know, Kiffin afterwards something about a Halloween. And he said, yeah, maybe Jimbo could dress up as the Joker because it was a clown comment. And then mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that he addressed it like in a petty way and then also in like in the post game press conference. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, Jimbo's got the Aggies up in smoke. I, there are positives to take away from this. If you are, if you're a and M, but most of those positives are going to be just vastly overshadowed by the fact that you're fucking three and five. And here's the thing, guys, as a fan base, you shouldn't have talked all that shit. And, and you hitch your wagon to the, like one of the biggest assholes and, and kind of like self-absorbed people in the conference. It's not your fault necessarily, but. Man, I you kind of it kind of did this to yourself. I mean, you can't blame them for being excited. Now, you always have to see it on the field before, at least in my opinion, if I ever get cocky about a team, which is very rare, uh, I got to see it on the field for like a sustained period of time before I ever can feel confident talking shit. Yeah, Texas A&M's never really seen it on the field with Jimbo yet. Um, Robert Barron's predicted they would go twelve and zero last year. Remember that. He did. Um, he's a good he's my guy. Favorite person. He's a great yeah. guy. Uh, but it was it was bad. It wasn't good. Um, here's the, and here's so, the deal. Go ahead. Okay, so let me ask you this because they're they're gonna beat UMass. You you've got that. you've got <laughs> you've got Florida at Auburn and LSU. Let's just say we're just goofing here uh, that they lose all three of those games. <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. They go four and eight. Do you think that there's, I mean, you had people calling in the fine bomber show saying it'd be cheaper to just have somebody kill them. That there's really, gotta be yeah. some rich, crazy people out there that are just like, fuck it. Just give them 80 million. What do yeah, you think that that would happen? Like if they like, let's say they, they lose to Florida at home. They lose like last second to Auburn in some miracle Auburn bullshit way. 
and they they beat UMass and then get blown out by LSU. Though all of those things are could happen. I know. That's I, what think I'm what, saying. I think what most likely happens is that they win two of those three. I think they probably somehow beat Florida. Um, and and again, Wagman looked good, man. He did. They, I mean, he he had a, like he put up the best numbers for any quarterback they've had since that Kellen Mond Florida game in 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 two, in twenty twenty. Um, it but three hundred yards passing is like that's if you're a fuck if you're gonna call yourself a QB whisperer or a quarterback guru, you can't you can't have a full season from a year ago where you Connor Wagman if he completed sixty six percent of his passes or something like that. It's the, it's the highest completion percentage of any quarterback they've had in the last two years. It was his first start. And 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 now also Jimbo, since he did all this shit to himself, he's he's getting like, like, you know, you can't even celebrate like the almost moral victory because people are like, why the fuck wasn't this kid starting the entire time? You're starting King Joffrey, Haynes King, who has six interceptions this year and like 12 passes. I, I don't know. I think what I, I think that they'll end up winning and somehow ending on a positive note but what should absolutely happen regardless of who they beat somebody needs to step in in that game against auburn that it needs to be like a fucking wwe match and and like listen i tell you what i'm gonna put my belt on the line and whoever wins or whoever loses has to pay the other team's buyout for their coach whoa think about that like a tables ladders and and contract buyout match in a, in a cage Wow. Wow. No, I mean, okay. I, and I, I'm, I'm not even trying to, to be funny. Your you got to give me your honest. Yeah. No, no. Right now. Coming from me, it's going to sound ridiculous because you're going to know why I'm, I would be saying it. But for real, who is it worse for when Jimbo bailed on Florida State? Was it him or was it Florida State? Because I don't know if, if you could just recruit like he does, but play in the ACC and play that schedule, you can see what happens. You look like a great coach. Same thing, more money, more resources at AM, and you're struggling to not be last in the damn West. Yeah. Um <laughs> now he get paid. So I guess at the end of the day, he wins. We're like we like went into serious financial debt because we everything got fucked up. Oh, AM's about to as well. <laughs> I mean, the only person that won that entire move was his wife, because she didn't have to deal with him anymore. Right. That's kind of fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just, I think that, uh, I think that what we can all learn from this, guys, and I'm not great with money. It says, let me, let me talk to you right now, Rosh Bjork. It's a stupid fucking last name Bjork. for one. But two, it's like a Bond villain. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Jimbo is the Bond villain, but yeah. if, if you are on the hook for, I don't know, guaranteed money that's over 50 million dollars for your coach that has never won you anything except for a covid year orange bowl if they win eight games and they beat the number one team by three and then that team also ends up going to play for a national championship later maybe we don't extend them maybe we just maybe we you know maybe the only extending we do is is you know some of those gas station boner pills you'd buy called extends uh, you know and we'll chip in for it we'll get them for you but you guys need to calm the fuck down spending all this money because they're like like all of our girlfriends with like amazon packages just chill the fuck out right yep that's fucking amazon packages um yeah so gonna be really interesting i mean obviously a good another good win for old miss uh they did exactly what was expected of them by the the people in vegas and let me 
you know, we had talked about this going into the year that they they opened up with such a soft schedule, mm -hmm. um, but it was going to be tough down the stretch. And we had a lot of L's preseason uh, coming down the stretch for, you know, starting basically at that Auburn game. They won that who, one. Now Auburn's a lot worse than we wait, thought. Who did Ole Miss? Yeah, like when we were, when we started the the preseason pods, we were like, look, they played Troy, like Western Carolina, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Vandy. Like they had Kentucky. Right. We we're like, they they're gonna start five, six, and zero. Maybe after that Auburn game, you had at LSU, at A and M, Bama, at Arkansas, Mississippi State. We're like, man, those you might lose like almost all of those on the way down. Well, they've. Just beat AM. They did lose to LSU pretty, pretty badly. You're pretty much on track to have a really good season still. But Tyler, they're fucking seven and one. But I'm saying, but they, I mean, those first five games were basically, or six were basically layups, even preseason. Right. This but is, I think, go ahead. I'm just saying, this is where you're here to prove yourself. And they've just done that playing against AM. Now, it's not the AM team that we thought it would be going into the preseason. Um, but to be fair, LSU isn't either. LSU is actually better than we thought they'd be um bro here's the thing hold, hold on if you're an old miss fan if you're like an old miss fan who has who's seen like three i think new year's day bowls since like 1963 like they have not oh god they like the the, the bar has not been like the, the tradition and history of, of old miss is mainly from the, like that little you know uh sherwood forest looking tailgate spot outside the stadium it's not what happens on the field so if you would have told a, a Ole Miss you know fan that like hey you're gonna lose the best quarterback you guys have had since Eli Manning uh and Matt Corral and you know you're gonna win 10 games that year but you're gonna come back the next year and somehow be better and and be eight and one going into Bama and you have a bye week beforehand yeah every single one of them would take that I mean like yeah I understand they haven't played a lot of people but being eight and one in the SEC is still still a, a feat especially for that program yeah, so they they go into this week uh, on get a bye, get some people healthy, and then you go, you know, you you host Bam at home and you see what happens there. I mean, it's a that that'll be a good game. Bam will be coming off an LSU game that we'll preview this week. Um, at Arkansas, maybe doesn't seem like the toughest game as compared to preseason. I mean, it's still at Arkansas, so it's still a tough yeah. game. I think Arkansas. Will you think Arkansas will be favored in that game? No. Yeah. And then Mississippi oh, State. So, um, yeah, really special season happening here for Ole Miss. Um, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, what the fuck? Boring game until the end, <laughs> like like literally after the game. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I mean, what we, happened, dude? First of all, after the first time, like it was never a good idea to have two teams go into the same like hallway to go to their locker rooms in yeah. the middle of a game. Um, no. but I guess they thought maybe that would work. So after the first time you had a well, fight, I mean, you'd probably think you in place forever. <laughs> right. But that's what I'm saying is like, after the first time there was a fight, you'd probably be like, yeah, this is probably a bad idea. Maybe times have changed. You know, there's not the old eh, sportsmanship, 1950s football. This is grown Michigan men man. that are gladiators that are out there to hurt people. And, uh, they're always going to be fired up coming off the field, especially after a, a rivalry game and a loss. And I, I mean, some I, people got their asses beat in there. Here, here's the thing. If you are like, there's one, there's that, you know, famous clip of Ohio state and Michigan coming out of the same tunnel in a, for a game. in like, 
I don't know, 10 years ago. And, they, and everyone's jawing at each other because Ohio State's already out of their locker room. Michigan comes out and then sees them. And they, so I think that maybe Michigan was like, oh, you know, like it'll be fine. It'll be, what's the worst that could happen if we run out at the 50-yard line, by the way, which is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like it, the 50-yard line. And then, you know, and these two teams hate each other. Like, I, I don't mean, like the people of Flint hate the city of Flint. That is that is this rivalry. Yeah. And they come out and like, I guess maybe they thought, like, oh, you know, they're probably going to jaw back and forth. It'll make for some good theater. Uh, no, like, no. Going into the same locker room after you just lost to your rival, and I wish that Ben would have done. I would have, I would have curb stomped Tommy Tuberville. With, I mean, not like you know, probably metaphorically. That's a, that was also kind of really fucked up that the kid got jumped basically, yeah. and then got up like nothing happened and just walked away. <laughs> it's like, well, then that second video came out where one of the dudes was like swinging the helmet at one guy, like it was insane. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, Michigan continues to. I mean, they. Well, let's see. They didn't cover this game. I think they were twenty-two. Uh, they covered it right on the. It's kind of close early. Michigan minus twenty-two, and they won by twenty-two. Um. Yeah. So Michigan continues. I think they're the obvious. They obviously hold their spot where they're at. I thought I've got them over nine and a half for a win total. So I'm feeling like that. Feeling good. Feeling good about that. They're at eight. I went and checked my my win totals that I put in at the beginning of the year. That TCU one still burns a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the under six and a half. That's tough. Another eight, no. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, not much to say on that game. I mean, it's it was a three and five team versus a eight and no team. So yeah. Um, let's see. Arkansas Auburn. This game pissed me off. Why's that? I, we're in the Uber to go to the game, right? And right before kickoff, I'm like, I, I see a tweet that says, so-and-so is now listed as the starting quarterback today for Auburn. And it was like somebody I'd never heard of, which is, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, God, what did Harson do now? Because there's, like, rumors are, are, you know, a lot of times it could just be rumors. And I know Jimbo hates things that, that start on the internet like that. We just take Slash for, bread. Slash bread. Slash bread. But, like... It Auburn, anything is possible. Any of that shit is possible if you're Auburn. And so I was like, oh my God, this this probably is true. And and it ended up working out because I was just like hammering uh Arkansas. Um but yeah, it was just one of these things where like they they it was just a rumor and it wasn't real. And all of a sudden, um, you know, you're putting on these reports that this kid is gonna be starting for you, and it's like he's <laughs> like a true freshman or something. I don't know. Anyway. But Arkansas, that this was the biggest miss in maybe years from from Vegas. I, I never understood what was going on here. Yeah, strange. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, Arkansas just forty one points. I mean, it, I I don't know how you get a team like Auburn motivated right now. Like everyone knows that Harson's going to be fired. It's like they're three and let five. Smoke weed in the locker room before the games. Yeah, I don't know how he gets that team motivated either, uh, to be honest, uh, with all the distractions that seemingly are caused by him. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it's not a good look. Uh, but back to the point, um, it's just, uh, you know, that was a weird line. I, I guess it was at Auburn, you know, Arkansas hadn't lost in been six straight games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is Auburn's fourth loss in a row here uh, for the season. Probably not going to get much better for the Tigers this year. I got. I gotta say. I mean, I don't think I'm breaking news there. 
I tell you what, here's the thing that like you've given up over 40 points, I think in three straight games games, which is not great. Um, but remember like going into this, it was like, okay, well I, I just, Robbie Ashford has looked better. Like, like he's like a, a little bit of a ray of hope, right? Like for this, this program, he's like the one thing you could possibly believe in um, besides your stupid fucking creed. But you know, KJ Jefferson did exactly what KJ Jefferson always does, which is, you know, on the ground and also through the air, be a super efficient, not turn the ball over. Um, Auburn did score 14 points in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, something they'd struggled with a lot. Um, but they gave up like uh, Rockets, Rocket Sanders had 16 carries for 171 yards. You're giving over 10 yards a carry to their running back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yikes. Yeah, it's, it's awful. What, you have the Bills game on? No, I there was a noise in my headphones yeah. because of the stupid ESPN just turned on. And I just peed myself a little. Uh, yeah, Rocket Sanders, man, 10, almost 11 yards per play. Uh, 16 carries, 171 yards. Um, just a, an all-out dominant performance from Arkansas. And, you know, they had a little rough stretch there for a bit. But, hey, you know, they, they, they could use this game to get right back on track. They're now 5-3 and three on the year. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to their current schedule. So they got Liberty this weekend. Liberty's ranked now, too. They are ranked. Um, Hugh Freeze got an extension. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, back-to-back-to-back, but all at home. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then you end the season with Mizzou. So um, I'd say for what we thought of them as a program coming in, that they're still on track to hit their goals, be a eight, nine win team. Yeah. Um, and Harson, I'm just waiting to hear the news about him, man. And I was with, what was I? I was, I was around some Auburn fans uh, at the wedding last night and I'd asked them who, who they wanted to get. They said, well, you got to go with uh, Hugh Freeze. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they yeah. did. And I said, I said, did you see that they got a, he got an extension and they said, well, it didn't change his buyout. So they, they, they already their, know that they got the finger on the pulse of Hugh freeze. That is not where you want to be in life. <laughs> yeah. You don't want your finger on anything around Hugh freeze. No, you don't want his finger on you either. So, right. Um, last game, a little bit of a heartbreaker for the Cox. Missouri. <laughs> Coming out, I what Spencer Rattler's not good. Let's just, just be say it, right? I mean, I feel bad for South Carolina fans because they were hyped up about that. As they, I can see why you would be. Dude is not good. He's just not. I mean, I yeah, and even if he was, I I don't know if it like this is just the most fucking South Carolina thing ever. Like, yep. you, you know, I, I, I remember like I was talking to Doreen about this and he was talking about it on air too, but we were talking on Friday and he brought the point. He's like, you know, how real is this ranking in, in this four game win streak? And I was like, no, don't say that. Like, you know, it's, it's an accomplishment either way because of where that program was. And he's like, no, stop, stop fucking saying that about like, you know, just like it's a huge victory. They played Kentucky without Will Levis, right? They beat AM for the first time ever because they had like, you know, two fumbles. In the inside the 10 yard line. And like the more I kept thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is not a great like surface level, it looks great, right? It's like a it's like a filter on Instagram. Um, but you take a step back and then you start thinking of like how they're winning these games. 
And I remember him saying, he's like, they're going to get beat by Missouri. I was like, that line is really weird. That line is super weird. And, and I feel like something, I think you might be right. Because this, this is the most, they just got ranked. And they're like, you know what? I bet we can coast this weekend. We're a ranked South Carolina program. We've earned it. Jesus. Zoo, you kidding me? Yeah. You think they're going to come in here and beat us? Like, I think Drinkwitz and then they've covered like three of the last games against South Carolina. Maybe they beat them outright. I don't know. But the fact that Brady, you let Brady Cook fucking dice you up is that that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. That should be embarrassing in itself. I mean, look, Missouri's defense, man. Like, we talk about it every week, mm -hmm. but they're pretty good. Um, uh, you got to give a shout out. Like, I think a lot of people wrote Missouri off basically start the year, like, you know, kind of like on borrowed time. And, and you know, they're four and four, two and three in the conference. What's What's been the one, like, bright spot of, of South Carolina besides the fucking, like, just lucky and fortunate bounce they've got on special teams? What's been the one bright spot or the biggest bright spot for them in the last four games with the, when they had the four-game win streak? Biggest bright spot was probably winning at Kentucky. Well, so I meant like, like okay, it was it was like, running the football. It was Marshawn Lloyd is what I Yeah, I yeah, yeah. okay, say. all right. Yeah. Um, they had 203 total yards against Mizzou. 203. Um, they had 32 rushing yards on 23 carries. They averaged 1.4 yards per carry, and Spencer Rattler, uh, against all odds, found himself um, without a touchdown pass and at least one interception. So he's now in the year, not great, but maybe he can turn it around. He's got five touchdown passes and nine interceptions. So it's like, you know, there's still time to make it even worse, which I, I don't doubt that he will do. Yeah. And I feel bad for South Carolina fans because they're, they're, they got a good fan base, you know, but yeah. And that's a tough one there for old Beamer. And uh, not altogether that's unsurprising, though, to be honest. No, I mean, not at all. Um, anything else from this week that, that uh, piqued your interest? No, so I thought it was um it was a good week in general. There was like a couple of things I thought that were were fun. Like UNC, they had a it was good good game start to finish. Um UNC, they pulled away, I think, in the fourth. I didn't watch the end of it. Their it quarterback like, is really good. Drake and they're May. quietly, yeah, they they're quietly only have one loss. Um so I mean, if they run the table in the coastal, which shouldn't be hard to do. No. Um and then they could somehow sneak up on Clemson and beat them, which I don't think Clemson's unbeatable. I mean, he's no. going to be he'll he'll be a top three Heisman candidate. He's a he's I a doubt that happens, but yes, yeah. Um, I will also sure. say that the um the Bo Nix hype train uh it it took a little bit of a hit this week because he threw two interceptions, but he also balled the fuck out again um for like the eighth straight game, and Oregon was playing at Cal, I believe. Uh, yeah. And Bo Nix had, listen, he's 80% passing again last this week. Think about that. Dude, and he also and he had, what, it, six touchdowns total? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? who the fuck is this kid? So he, anyway, um, there was, it seemed like there was just a lot of good football. But Bo Nix, yeah, he had, he had three more rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns. Just, you know, like I said, balling out. Crazy. So, um, you want to do our CFP rankings come out on Tuesday? Um, so we can all argue then. I'll probably do like a, a live reaction to it uh, and tell you why you guys are stupid um, for change. But who would be your top six right now? Your top four, and then your first two out. Uh, so I would, I would join you. I, I think even though I've said on this podcast before that if if Georgia is the national title winner and they still haven't lost a game yet. 
they should remain number one. But mm -hmm. I do, I mean, you do have to kind of take into consideration that I think Tennessee overall, not only do they have a better uh, schedule that they've played against and won mm -hmm. against, but they've looked more impressive to me than Georgia just watching the two teams. So I'd go Tennessee one, Georgia two, Ohio State three, uh, Michigan four, and then my first two out would be uh, Bama and Clemson. Okay. Bama over I can Clemson. I that. Um, so I would have Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Mich uh, uh, TCU. TCU. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against that, honestly. I mean, Michigan, I'm trying to look it up right now. By I the could, way. I, I think TCU would beat Clemson. Yeah. TCU, TCU has scored over 40 points in all five of their last games. And four of those came against ranked opponents. I mean, like they are a good football team. And we talk about so much about Tennessee's offense and Ohio State's offense, but TCU's been really, really good. Um, let's see. Also, by the way, side note, the other fucking least, least of uh, the LVP game of the week, Miami went to Virginia without Dick Van Dyke at quarterback. And it was awful. It Dude, was awful. They, 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 scored, <laughs> they won the game 14 to 12 in the fourth overtime. Fourth overtime. Dude, At one point, it was six to three. They they had to kick a field goal to tie it up six to six. Zero yeah. touchdowns scored in that game in regulation. <laughs> it, it, at all. Right. Because <laughs> they didn't um, score any in overtime either. Uh, if Florida State is playing Miami this weekend, if we lose, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Okay, go okay, ahead. That's a lot. Jesus. <laughs> um, now, I'm looking at the strength of the schedule right now, and, and you look at like just where, where Michigan is at, and Michigan is ranked 79th in, uh, for their strength of schedule. Yeah. And that's just, you know, I, so that's why I don't have them in the top. Uh, and also, let's not forget, TCU is undefeated. Like, it's not yeah. it's not like, you know, they they have like one loss, but they had a couple of good wins. They've they've gone on the road. They've done they've done everything that you could ask for in terms of like putting up a good resume. Um, I would have Michigan at five and then I would have Clemson at six. Actually, fuck that. I would have Bama at six because they're better than Clemson. And that's it. Yeah, I was trying to be like PC there and put Clemson in because they're undefeated. But, you know uh yeah syracuse that that win that they struggled with got absolutely waxed by notre dame at home That's this weekend so uh their qb did go out in that game but still um yeah man we're looking forward to the college football rankings coming out this week uh looking forward to previewing what's going to be an exciting week you've you've obviously got the the big florida um i'm sorry the uh georgia tennessee game as well as bama lsu florida plays texas a&m so it's going to be a fun weekend um, so we look forward to um, Wednesday's pod. Anything else before we let the listeners go? Uh, the month of November starts on Tuesday, and there's football on every single night all month. So get yeah, excited. action starts Tuesday night. Yeah, love that. So everybody, happy gambling season. This is where we turn it up. Turn it up a notch. All right, we'll see y'all. See y'all later. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. It helps us out a ton. We'll see you later this week. Chris on Tower. Peace.